Okay, Beis Hashem, we're up to Tyra Beis. Oi Zion. Just a quick recap of what we've been discussing the recent recent weeks. We've been discussing the Indian of Tefillah. And we said that in order for a person's Tefillah to uh, be oila, to be accepted in the proper, proper way, so there's several conditions that a person has to first make sure to apply. We discussed the Indian of Tzedakah, the Indian of Kedusha, of Shmir Sabris. We also discussed, Rabbeinu told us last week, we discussed the concept of connecting ourselves to Tzadikim by allowing ourselves and our tefillahs to go up together with the tefillah of the Tzadik, who we mentioned has the special power of Meishe Rabbeinu, of the Mashiach, that just like Meishe Rabbeinu in his time, he was the one who was able to be erecting the Beis HaMikdash, to be maimed at the Mishkan, so too the Tzadik in every generation who has within him the Bechin of Meishe Rabbeinu, he has the ability to bring up the tefillahs of all the people in his generation, because he is the one who has access directly to the Rebbeinah Shalalim. He doesn't have those clouds that are acting as a stop between him and the Rebbeinah Shalalim. So his tefillah goes straight up, and by connecting ourselves to the tzaddik, and as we also mentioned, uh, connecting ourselves not only to the tzaddikim that are alive, but even to those that are not alive anymore, by doing so, so we're helping our tefillahs also be elevated, going up to the Kisei HaKovit. So that's what Rabbeinu discussed last week. But in addition, there's one more condition, there's one more prerequisite, one more segula that can help our tefillahs be accepted. And Rabbeinu explains like this, When a person sits down to learn Torah, so we know that the Baal Shem Tov says, very interestingly, that the entire Kala Torah Kula, all the mitzvahs in the Torah, all the actions that we go through, whether it's, uh, uh, you know, on, on Sukkot you, you, you shake the Arbaminim, on Pesach you eat matzah, or uh, any, 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 any other mitzvah that we're involved with. There's one point to all the Tariq mitzvahs, and that is, these are um, ways to connect to the Rebbeinah Shalalem. Ultimately, the ultimate goal of everything that we do is to earn Dveikus in the Kaddish Baruch Hu. So, it doesn't matter what it is that we're doing, the ultimate goal is always the same. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us the Torah and He says, this is the way that you can achieve Dveikus. You follow what's written here in this Sefer, and this is going to lead you to that Madrega. But of course, that is the ultimate goal. And included in that is Lima Torah itself, which of course is the greatest mitzvah of all. It's not just learning for the sake of acquiring knowledge, for the sake of becoming knowledgeable, but for the sake of stimulating the mind. The, the, the purpose of learning Torah ultimately is to learn, to, 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 to help the person reach the Vekas in the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And as we know, so when you're sitting and learning Hashem's Torah, you're directly engaged with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam himself. So, certainly, you're stimulating yourself that, you're, uh, that you should be able to be Mizdabek and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But, it is important, though, and the Chesidah Shetzorim discussed this, that even when a person is learning from time to time, he should remind himself, I'm learning the Rebbeinu Shalaylam's Torah for that sake, that I should ultimately be able to connect with him. 
And then the Torah really becomes the greatest tool to connect to be Mizdabek to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So says Rabbeinu, when you're learning in such a naifen, that you're not just learning for the sake of uh, gaining knowledge, for the sake of becoming smart, for the, sta- for the sake of stimulating your mind, but rather you're learning because you want this too. First of all, that you should know what to do, and when you know what to do, you'll do it, and that, that'll help you reach the Vekas, as we said. But also you're learning with the understanding that this is the Ratzon of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and with the understanding that this is a way to connect with Him. When you do that, then what happens is like this, that the uh, the person when we know that every single person has within him a neshama. Now, where where is the person's neshama located in the body? Is it in the stomach? Is it in the feet? So the svarim tell us that the person's neshama is actually in the mind, in the seichel. That's where it is. So when we're engaging in limudatayr, which is stimulating our mind, and at the same time we're doing it with a proper kavana. So what we're doing is we're taking those Halakha words of Tyra and we're stimulating our neshama, we're, so to speak, elevating our neshama through it because our neshama is enjoying the Limud Taira because that's where the neshama sits. It sits in the person's mind. So when you're learning Tyra in your mind with a proper understanding, with a proper kavana, you're elevating your neshama. And now that you have this uh, extra mila of Tyra, so now if you're able to connect the Tyra to your tefillah, that is going to elevate the tefillah even more. The When you're learning Torah in the proper way, the words of the Torah, they elevate the neshama. And then what happens is, after you learn and you're approaching tefillah, there's a concept of ibor of pregnancy, which is discussed in the Sfarim. And the idea is that just like what happens in pregnancy is a small embryo enters and in the womb, during the months of pregnancy, the embryo is completed. It reaches its completion. So too, there's a concept that a person can take whatever it is, a spiritual thing, that's only at its embryonic stage, and when he allows it to enter the Bechina of Ibor, of pregnancy, that thing can be, can be completed. In this regard, Rabbeinu is telling us that tefillah, is this idea of pregnancy. In other words, we have the stimulation of the Torah, we have the elevation that the Neshama got through our learning Torah Lishma in the proper way. But it's only, so to speak, over there at the theoretical level, because, okay, what did it do for me, the fact that I'm learning Torah? It didn't yet bring me to the ultimate Vekas. But when you take it, and you connect it to, to, to Tefillah, then what happens is, that elevation that your Neshama achieved through the learning of the Torah it can now get its completion together with the davening. And it's very interesting, in the Chassidish uh, communities, there's a very, very big emphasis on fartuks. Fartuks learning, which means learning in the early hours of the morning. You walk into any shul in Borough Park, you'll see uh, the early hours of the morning, starting as early as maybe 4, 4.30 in the morning, there are people sitting and learning. Uh, Gemara, whether it's Gemara, other stuff, because... The Chesidish Yisrael Ma'amayrech, and really in every single Chesidish Yeshiva as well, the Bochum are trained uh, to start the day early. They start the day very early, around 6 o'clock. They're ready on the way to Yeshiva. After Mikvah, 6.30, they sit down to learn. And they don't have in Shachar until around 8 o'clock. Because the idea is the same, that when you prepare yourself for tefillah by elevating yourself through Torah learning, 
then that leads to the ultimate tefillah. And then you have a really powerful tefillah, which can have the power in it to be elevated and to go up to the Rebbeinu Shalolim. And as Rebbeinu explains, V'zehu HaShamayim Mesapim Kavoyit Kehil. It's a puzzle can tell him that the Shamayim, they're the ones who tell the glory of the Rebbeinu Shalolim. Now what is Shamayim? We know Shamayim is a combination, as she tells us, in Parshish Bereshis. It's The Shamayim was compi- compri- comprised of a Shamayim, of uh, of water and of fire together. And that's why it's called Shamayim. So you look at the Shemaim, you see the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But Shemaim can also refer to the Torah itself. Hainu HaTorah, Shu Eishumayim. The Torah also is Eishumayim. The Pesach says, Halei kol Torah in a sense is fire. At the same time, it says, Halei kol tzamei That Torah is also like water. So when you have these two combined in Torah, Torah is like the Shemaim. Hainu Bechinus HaNeshama. And as we said, Torah has the ability to elevate the Neshama. So therefore, if you take the Shemayim, which is Taira, Ubay Masechat Tefillah, you connect it with the Tefillah, Shubachinas Kvoit Kel, and Tefillah itself is also the covet of the Rebbeinu Shalayim, Kamesh Kosov, Simu Kovet When you give Shvach to the Rebbeinu Shalayim, as we do by davening, Bechinas Tilosay Echtam Lach, as we discussed at the beginning of this Taira, that there's a certain elevation that comes about through the proper smell, so, so too by Tefillah, you're giving covet to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam by telling his praise. So you take the covet of Tefillah, you take the Shemayim, which is Torah learning, you combine the two, that is the ultimate glory of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, which brings him the most, Nachas Ruach. And as Rabbeinu continues to explain, Why is the Neshamais, why is the Torah learning together with Tefillah called covet? Because when you learn, and then you daven, and you're doing everything in the proper way, your tefillah is good, your tyra is good, you're creating for yourself, so to speak, a clothing that you can glorify yourself with. Just as the Gemara explains, Rabbi Yechanan, the Gemara says, he called his clothing his glorifiers, his covet. And this is something that, that every single person knows. Your clothing represent who you are. So someone who is uh, more as a person, he's going to be careful to dress in a respectful way because he knows people look at his clothing to indicate who he is. Someone who's not so not so respectful, he's not so uh, important, so he's not as concerned about how he dresses. You look at the uh, king and queens, especially in the times of old. So they were they wore uh, special clothing which gave them their mila of who they wore. Even today. You know, uh, you look at in the Hasidic Kehilas, we keep on going back to that, the Hasidic community, so those that are considered themselves Benanshal Kedoshim, Rebbe Sheinaklach, or of course if they're Rebbe's themselves, so they're not they're going to dress in a different way than everybody else, because there's a certain Cheshivas to the clothing, the clothing lend to you, or at least they reflect on who you are in a certain way. So that's what Rabbi Yechon called his clothing, my glorifiers. So in the same way, says Rabbeinu, when a person is able to, Create the special Mila of Torah Lishma along with uh, with Tefillah in the proper way. So you're creating a result to yourself, for yourself these glorifying clothes which can, so to speak, cover you, give you coverage, and they are going to be a glory to you and to the Rebbeinah Shalom as well. These two ideas of, on the one hand, Torah, on the other hand, Tefillah, they really complete each other. Hanishamais, which is Torah, Meirin la Tefila, Bevchinas halos min nukvin. 
So this is something which is discussed in the Sivir Kabbalah, which of course we have no connection to. But there is a concept of, there's the Mayan of, the Mayim of the Nukva, which symbolizes the female. And then you have the Chidushin, which symbolizes, there's, there's Maidukhra, which symbolizes the, the, the male. And the idea is that there's always two aspects to everything in life. There's the, uh, there's the giver and there's the receptor. So, in this concept, the um, the uh, the tefillah, so to speak, is the giver, and the Torah is the receptor. Now, how does this work? So, the way I understand this is that, as we said before, there's an Indian to daven, to learn before davening, and as it's explained, we want to give koyach, we want to create potential, we want to create power. Now, how are we going to create it? So we have the tefillah. The tefillah is the koyach. But to boost the tefillah, to make it, to make it not just uh, a, uh, a low-level power, but we want to make it a powerful thing, so we have to first boost it through the learning. So what you're doing is, you're taking the tefillah, which is the essence of the dveikas and the rebbeinu but before you approach tefillah, you kind of build it up by creating this potential power of Torah learning. So now you have the Torah learning, which boosts the tefillah, and now your tefillah can take off and go soar to the Shemayim. If you're davening first, and that's why the Svarim say, you shouldn't first daven and then learn. Obviously, if that's how you have to do it, for because your schedule works out that way, of course, you should do it. Learning anytime is good, and davening anytime is good. But in its ideal state, if you want really your tefillah to be potentially the, to, at, at its fullest power, so first do the learning, because you're creating that koyach, and the tefillah now has the koyach that it's given from the learning, and now the tefillah can really take off. If you just, if you just, if you daven first without the learning, so the tefillah doesn't have that boost that it can get to soar high up to Shemayim. But if you're learning first, you're giving the tefillah that koyach. And so therefore, Rabbeinu is saying that these two things really complement each other. You need both of them. And when you have the two together, the learning and the davening, now really you're creating this one, this new identity, which brings about the glory of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, which is the ultimate idea of tefillah, the ultimate idea of learning. ibur. When you, you take these two together, then that is creating the complete product similar to a pregnancy. And now what happens is, finally, after we have everything together, we have the Torah as discussed, we have the Tefillah as discussed, we take them all together, and we bring it, and we voice the Tzadik Shabbat, we bring it to the Tzadik, this is a Pasuk actually, in Tehillim discussing the Melech HaMashiach, how when he comes, so that day, everybody's going to come to him with all kinds of wonderful gifts. And one of them, it says, that the, the young women, they're going to come and they're going to bring a gift to the to the Mashiach Tzidkenu. So what Rabbeinu is telling us over here is in a similar vein, in a similar way, when we daven and we connect ourselves to the tzaddik of the generation. So what we're doing is, so to speak, we're, we're giving koyach to the tefillah to his tefillah, that it should be elevated because we're taking the powerful koyach that we created through our learning 
And throughout we're davening and we're giving it to him and now he can take that and bring it up to the Rebbeinu Shalalim together with his own tefillahs. And of course, ultimately though, what Rabbeinu is telling us over here is that the day will come when Mashiach finally arrives. This is how Mashiach is going to gain his koyach. By Klal Yisrael engaging in proper Torah learning and in proper tefillah, that is going to give the Mashiach the koyach that he needs to conquer the world and to be the ultimate leader of Klal Yisrael and of the entire world. And now we'll continue now with one more story of Rabbi Barachana. We discussed this entire Aleph. And now Rabbi is going to tell us another story over there, which directly ties in to this Indian that's discussed over here in Torah Beis. So Rabbi Barachana tells another story. He was traveling on a boat. And all of a sudden they see this large fish. And what happens is, they it was so big that what happened on the fish, there was sand that was uh, on the fish, there was sand on his back, and a whole like field grew up, uh, like grass and, and trees, they all grew on the back of this fish. And as the Gemara explains, what happened, what Rabbi, what Rabbi Barbachana saw, is, is they, they didn't realize that this was a fish. They thought it was a piece of land. So they got off the boat, they went on to the fish, and they started cooking uh, cooking stuff. All of a sudden, when the uh, the fire was lit and the fish got hot, so it turned over on its back, they all fell off, and they were lucky enough that their ship was still standing right over there. That's how they were saved, and they didn't drown. So what exactly is the story here? So Rabbeinu is explaining, tying it in to this idea, that when a person, sometimes he's davening, and he feels that, you know, I've been davening for so long, for whatever it is, or you say, you know, call yourselves in goals for 2,000 years. We've been davening for the Rebbeinah Shalom to take us out. And so far, it hasn't happened. So a person might say, you know, what is the whole point of davening? We don't see the uh, response that we're waiting for. Just like the fish we set, his face was down, and they only saw his back. So too, sometimes we feel... That we have a Hester upon him, we don't see the Rebbeinu Shalom. We don't see the Rebbeinu Shalom upon him, and we don't see the when we don't see the upon him of the Rebbeinu Shalom. So then things don't look good. The Rebbeinu Shalom upon him, and we see his face. His face is Rachamim. But however, when we only see the back, so to speak, we only see the Midas Adin. So how what happens? Turn to me and show me your face. The face of the Rebbeinu Shalom is 100% Rachamim. It's 100% Chesed. The, the, everything that we're davening for, that, that we're hoping for, ultimately boils down to this one thing. Rebbeinu Shalom, show us your face. We want to see your Rachamim. We're tired of the Hester Panim, that we only see your back, so to speak, that we're only seeing me the Sadin. So that's what we're constantly davening, and as we say by davening itself, by Sim Shalom, every time, every three times a day. Bless us with your shining face, because we know that there, there's everything that we need. Now what happens? The Golas is very long, and every single day we quiet through their brain and we're not saved. This could lead to a person to come to Yehush, to think that his tfilas are for nothing. This is not the truth. 
כל התפילות, הצדיקים שבכל דור ודור, הם מעלים מייסם ומקימים מייסם, כמו שכוסף היה כמו שעשה משכן. As we discussed, the צדיקים have the power and the ability to elevate the תפילות, to bring them up, to make them stand, like מישר רבינו was the one who erected the משכן. ומיילן כל שיופי ושיופי לדוכתי, every single brick, they are the ones who are putting it into place, ובוינין קוימוסה של השכינו מעט מעט, עד שישתלם שיר קוימוסה, אז יבוא משיח דמוישה, וישנו מוישה ויוקי מוישה בשלימוס. So really, it's a process, just like every single person's tefillah is a process, as we discussed. So too, the coming of משיח צדקנו, and the גילוי שכינה that's going to come with it, is also a process. And every generation has its uh, level that they're the ones that they're supposed to build. So it's not that what we're doing, what we're davening, is not having an effect. It certainly is having an effect, especially when it's connected to the tzaddikim, because they're the ones who have the power to do the building. However, the point is that the building is not yet completed. Every single tzaddik, every single generation, has its part that it's building up. The time will come when the entire structure is going to be completed, and the Mashiach is going to come, and he's going to complete it 100%, And then he's going to be Mizgale and Klai Yisrael will be saved. But till that time we have to realize that every single tefillah is important. Every single tefillah is effective. Every single tefillah makes a Roshim in Shemayim. V'zeh Peir Shnei Rabbeinu is going to discuss exactly how it ties in to this Moshel of Rabbi Barachana. Chazino lahaikavra. I saw this fish. Hu bechinas tzadik ador. Hanikra dog. Zebechinas Moshe Mashiach. A tzadik is also like a fish. Just like a fish. Swims in the water. The tzaddik also, he swims in the water, in the tefillah, in the, in the taira. He feels right at home in the taira, which is, of course, compared to water. So he's considered the fish. What happens? But we see the yasiv lochalta agabe. We see there's sand on his back. What is the sand referring to? We see that, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the sand turtle on his back. Maisha Rabbeinu, and Chala is Lashon of, of Chal, sand is also of Lashon of Vayichal, to implore. Maisha Rabbeinu, Davin to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. So when we Davin, we say, you know, all we're seeing is the back. We're not seeing how the Tfilas are going up. It seems to us that our Tfilas are being turned, turned away because they're not being accepted because we don't see that they're being fulfilled. Yasvalei, so what do we do? We, uh, so, so it was settled. V'hainu v'yaviu es ha-mishkan al-moyshe, ki moyshe tzorech l'hovi, u'lekasher ha-tfilo l'hatzadik shebador. So just like, uh, on that, uh, on that, on that island, we thought it was an island on that fish. So on its back, so a whole meadow was erected. So too, the, uh, Kla Yisrael brings the tfilos to Moshe Rabbeinu, that he should be the one who should elevate the tefillahs. V'kad chayalei agma, and a whole meadow sprouted, a bunch of trees and grass that all grew there. Hainu haneshamais aboim ima tefillah b'chinas, besulois achareh amuvois loch, ki haneshamais henikroi nasovin, k'mesha kosuv, revovo kitzema chasode nesatich. So this growth, the vegetation that was growing on the back of this fish, is referring to the vegetation that comes along with the tefillah, and as we discussed earlier, with the Torah as well. When you have everything together combined, you have the Torah, you have the tefillah combined together, so this causes growth, this causes, so to speak, a whole vegetation, a whole new 
process of uh, growing, and it looks like it's a field that's going to be very fertile. Now, the uh, people who are on the outside, they don't necessarily understand what's happening here. So what do they think? They feel that they're on dry land. They felt that, hey, there's nothing happening here. You know, they see maybe something's growing, but they don't see any fruit that's coming out. So they say, this is dry land. Our tefillah is not accomplishing anything. No. Really, what it is, is that, no, it is it is effective. They, they saw the fish. They came off the boat. They started cooking. They started baking. Just like the uh, when, when you're when you're cooking, so there's smoke that goes up. Uh, so too the tefillas, they also they go up to Shemayim. So the Shechina Kadesh is preparing itself for the ultimate day when it's going to once again engage with its Kala Klal Yisrael by the coming of Mashiach. Eating is always a reference also to a union between a husband and a wife. As the Pesach says, by Yosef HaTzadik, The only thing that Yosef wasn't involved with was the, was the Lechem, which was alluding to Baitifar's wife. So here too, the by by believing, by davening, so we are preparing the Shechina for its ultimate zivug with Klai Yisrael, that the day is going to come when the Shechina Kedosh once again is going to rest upon us, just like they did over there. Now, the, but, but it's not going to happen right away. When is this going to happen? When it gets very hot, when, so to speak, Klai Yisrael finally reaches the level, that the tefillahs are enough, we dive with enough kavana, we combine ourselves, our tefillah together with our Torah, and it reached such a level of sincerity, such a level of riboy uh, tefillah, finally it's going to be, so to speak, Kadosh is going to be uncomfortable being on his back, and he's going to turn over just like that fish turned over through the heat of the fire of their cooking. So the, the nimshal is, the royal tefillahs, when Klai Yisrael decides to daven, when Klai Yisrael finally davens enough, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu too, he's going to feel the heat, so to speak, and he's going to turn his face to us. He's going to turn around from his back, which is a symbolizing of Midas Adin, to his face, which is Midas Arachmim, Ezekat Cham, Hainu Kasher Yikomu Rachmim, when it gets hot. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's compassion is arose. Gaba Yishapech, Hainu Sheyishabech Midas Adin, Lamidas Arachmim. Finally, the Midas Adin is going to turn around, the Midas Adin is going to turn around to Midas Arachmim. And that's what the conclusion was. Rabbi Barbachana said, we were lucky when he turned over and we all fell into the water that the ship was right over there so we were able to save ourselves from being drowned. In other words, the point is, is that we prepared ourselves by engaging in Torah learning, by engaging in mitzvahs, we're, so to speak, creating the receptacle, the vessel that's going to be prepared for the time that Mashiach comes. So we'll know that we're going to be there ready and able to accept him because we built for ourselves this Sfina 
to make sure that we remain safe. Just like Rabbi Barachana had the ship right over there to save him, so too, through everything that we do in this world, throughout Golos, we're preparing for ourselves the place of refuge for when the Rabbeinu Shalom is going to be ready to reveal himself once again to Klal Yisrael. Therefore, we can see from, from here for sure that everything that we do, whether it's mitzvahs, whether it's davening, whether it's learning, everything is really from the Rebbeinu Shalaylam and Vein Roy Lachshayv Lekabel Sachar Al Shundavar. Ultimately, though, at the end of the day, a person has to realize, as we spoke about before, that it's the Rebbeinu Shalaylam himself who's doing it. And as we said, Rabbeinu spoke about earlier the concept of Mishpat. Baruch Hu wants Klal Yisrael to daven. But that's not to say that the davening is what's making the difference. There's a certain tenai, as we spoke about, Kadesh Baruch Hu created in the world, that davening is, so to speak, the pipeline. But who's the one that ultimately is doing everything? It's the Rabbi Nishleilam himself. And that is, as we explained, the Mishpat, a person shouldn't go too much to the left to think that uh, everything is only him. You shouldn't go too much to the right and think that the Rabbi Nishleilam is going to do it without our tefillah. No, you need, you need them both. Ultimately, though, at the end of the day, Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one who's going to bring about the Geula. It's going to bring, come about through Kaddish Baruch Hu's Chesed. There's a Gemara that says that the majority of sailors, they're righteous people, they're good people. So, when we speak about the Sfina, we're talking about the chesed of the Rebbeinah Shalolam. So on the one hand, yes, we have to be me'oyer the Rebbeinah Shalolam. But at the same time, we have to realize, ultimately, it's his chesed that's going to save us. It's not our schusim, it's not our merits, but rather it's the Kaddish Baruch himself through his chesed. And when we have that balance, then we'll be Zaycham Hashem to see it. Finally, Rebbeinah is concluding with the end of what he started off with, the Parsha of Emer. Emer l'kehanim b'chinas tefillah, k'mayshakosav ha'ashem ha'amarta ha'yoyim. Em amira is always a lashon of tefillah. K'yehanim em b'chinas teira, b'chinas neshamas kanal k'mayshakosav, k'sif se'kai nishmur das v'teira. Se'kayin is like the highest level of a yid, that's referring to the idea of teira. Aaron is b'chinas mishpat, k'mayshakosav v'nasa aaron is mishpat v'nei Yisrael. K'yitzaruch l'havi kolat tefillahis, so Aaron is the one who, so to speak, the balanced between Moshe Rabbeinu and Klal Yisrael. So Rashi over there says in Parshas Emor, Emor Vamarta. Why does it say both words? That the older Kayanim should warn the younger ones to be careful with the halachis of Tumah. But also this alludes to the Tzadik in each generation. He's the one who was Mazir, not a Lushan of warning, but Mazir the Lushan of Hazara, of shining. So the Tzadik is the one who is Meishu Rabbeinu. He's the one who can shine and elevate everybody's tefillah together. Well, the Nefesh, what does he tell them? Well, the Nefesh, like Tama we've almost done. Don't be Matama yourself. Through Tuma, through... Uh, not being careful with the with the midah of kedusha of shmir sabris kamuva bezoyer ikar the yisra bishal arayin the ikar the samusa. What is the main point of tuma? 
Where's the main point that the Yitzhahara comes to try to make a person stumble? That has to do with the Yonim of Kedusha. That's where the Yitzhahara really uh, works on the person. So the, the Torah is telling us, what is Meishu Rabbeinu telling us? Klal Yisrael, you know, you want to have tefillah in the proper way, you want to have Torah in the proper way. Be careful, first and foremost, with matters of Kedusha. When you're able to do that, then your tefillah is elevated. Then your tefillah causes a beautiful smell. A person said, a certain person said, I'm able to smell the the beautiful dates. You have a good sense of smell. That's a sign that you're a pure person. So Rabbeinu concludes uh, really by ending off by what he started off with. So let's just conclude uh, and reiterate what we learned about in Torah Beis. And that is, this all started off with the dream of a person who wanted to use a sword. He wasn't able to because he was surrounded by clouds. So Rabbeinu explained that the ultimate weapon that a person has, which is symbolized by the sword, is the weapon of tefillah. But there are many, many clouds that can cause a person to hold back from being able to use the sword in the proper way. And these clouds can be a reference to many different things. First of all, to the concept of Tumah, as we just said, to the concept of Kedusha, that every single person has to remember, if you want to have pure Tfilas, then try to be careful in that area. And then, when you approach Tfilah, approach it in the Indian of Mishpat, by understanding that this is a Chesed of the Rebbeinah Shalaylam, but at the same time, he wants us to implore him. And, together with that, Rebbeinu also mentions, we should always try to connect our Tfilas to the Tzadikim, of our generation and of previous generations, because they have the kayach to elevate the tefillahs. And finally, to include in our tefillahs as well, proper learning of Torah. And when we have everything together, then that ultimately brings about the perfection of tefillah. And as Rabbeinu tells us, when when the Klai Yisrael's tefillahs are going to be perfected, and there's going to be enough of them, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu won't be able to say no anymore. And finally, we should be zaych to see with our own eyes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to say, okay, enough! You are my my Rachman. I'm gonna shine my face on you. The Vias Gael Tzedek, the Mehera, the Amenu, Amen.